0: Good afternoon. Welcome to this afternoon's edition of The Richard Urban Show. I'm your host, Richard Urban, coming to you from historic Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. We present News and Views from God's Point of View. Well, today we have part four of the series on absolute sexual ethics, and we're very happy to have as our guest today, Stephen Downward from New Zealand.
1: Hello, good afternoon.
0: Welcome, Stephen.
1: Okay. So Thank we're you, getting, Richard.
0: Yeah. So we're going to get started on you know reading this speech. Again, the uh, title of the speech is "The Family Root in Absolute Sexual Ethics," which is the model for God's absolute absoluteness, peace, and ideal, and the global kingdom. The importance of lineage. Do you know what has pained God's heart the most, causing him the greatest grief? over the long history since the fall of adam and eve god lost his lineage and with that god lost a base of human brotherhood and even his ownership over the creation god's lineage is more precious than life itself without it the fruits of true life and true love never mature. they became instead the fruits of satan lacking any relationship with god from them descended the 6.5 billion people now inhabiting the earth ladies and gentlemen lineage is more important than life and more precious than love life and love come together to create lineage lineage cannot be established if either life or love is missing therefore among the three love life and lineage lineage is the fruit god's lineage contains the seed of true love god's lineage provides a context and environment for a true life hence for us to become the people, ideal people envisioned by god that is, people of ideal character, and to create ideal families, we first need to be linked to his lineage. To take it a step further, only when we are linked to God's lineage is it possible to create God's homeland, the ideal nation. The kingdom of the peaceful ideal world is established in this way through relations based on absolute sexual morality. Please inscribe the importance of lineage in your hearts. I cannot emphasize this enough. This is because the parent-child relationship is the highest and most important of all relationships and the only way through which his lineage can be bequeathed and made to last forever. You must be clear on this point. However, it is false love, false life, and false lineage that have infested the earth. God's love, life, and lineage fell into hands of the adulterer Satan, the enemy of love. Heaven and earth were suffocated and transformed into hell. The world became a wretched place, far from God's presence. Yet humanity to this day lives in ignorance of this. People are deluded into believing that the lineage of the enemy is the lifeline upon which the world depends. This is a wretched truth about humanity descended from the fall. This is why we refer to this world as hell on earth. God views humanity's tragic situation with a heart full of pain. Furthermore, when due to the fall, Satan gained control of the realm of lineage, He also usurped the right of the elder son and the right of ownership. Who can comprehend the sorrowful, painful heart of God? God is like a father who worked and sweated his entire life to accumulate assets for his children, only to have a thief steal everything overnight. God lost his lineage, lost his children, and was forced to hand over the ownership of the nations of the world to Satan. My life, the life of Reverend Moon, whose task it is to complete the mission of the true parents, has been one of sorrow. Marked by inexpressible suffering and persecution. The third Adam, the true parent, must identify and completely reverse all the failures of the first and second Adam. He has a task to complete not only the mission of the Savior, Messiah, and Lord as second coming, but also the mission of all those major figures on whom religions are based. With similarities to the process of God's creation universe, his life is constituted the great work of the recreation of humanity We're not even the smallest error is permitted. It has been a lonely course that cannot be fully comprehended by anyone. It has been a course that took him down thorny paths through the wilderness, paths that he had to follow while utterly alone. Not even God could acknowledge him. Hovering many times between life and death, even vomiting blood, his life has been one of establishing a model of sexual morality, the life of a phoenix that had to rise again to remain true to his promise to God. Though he was innocent, Reverend Moon, has had to endure unjust imprisonment six times for working in the underground independence movement when he was studying in Japan in his early days, for propagating the will of God in Pyongyang, which was under the communist rule immediately after Korea's independence, during the Singman Ri administration after Korea had been reborn as a free nation, and furthermore, even in the United States, which proudly presents itself to the world as a model of democracy. Who on earth can understand the life of Reverend Moon? a life that has been one of perfecting a model of sexual morality. His has been a life of misery. By biting his tongue, he has endured for the sake of comforting God and for the salvation of the fallen people of the world who are suffering in the realm of death. Even now, if someone were to look into my heart and speak one word of sympathy, I burst into tears and my tears would flow like a waterfall. There is only one way to recover the realm of lineage, the right of the eldest son, and the right of ownership. This is a path to win the natural subjugation of Satan, to have Satan surrender voluntarily. What is the secret to accomplish this? It can only be accomplished by the power of true love when we love our enemies more than we love our children. That ends our reading for today. So I'd like to ask Stephen now if you can give your initial comments on this reading.
1: So I'd like to talk about the original concept of lineage, the original lineage of God. So, which began with Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve were his sinless son and daughter, his um, true son and daughter, um, being the fruit of God's investment, God's own tradition of living for the sake of others, practicing absolute love, faith, and obedience to towards his ideal of creation, so his children would have, to some extent, um, embodied those qualities and those attributes within within them, even though within a immature, fledgling state. So, the hope was, of course, that Adam and Eve would perfect themselves, and then um, through that perfection, they would have their holy holy blessing ceremony, holy marriage ceremony, and then, of course, from there they would multiply and they would also have uh, give birth to children of goodness, children of purity, born without original sin. So that, that was God's hope, God's ideal, and tragically we know that didn't occur, that um, Adam and Eve didn't embody God's word, they didn't keep the commandment, which was their portion of responsibility in order that they could perfect themselves, which is basically to, to lead a life of absolute faith, absolute love and absolute obedience, as well to God and to God's ideal of creation. So the lineage was, you know, as I say, a fledged, it was in a fledgling state that needed to be substantiated needed to become, you know, um, consummated to become the substance they needed to become the substance of the word becoming the temples of God. So, if you want to jump in at any point uh, Richard, Okay, do so. absolutely. <laughs> <otherwise, I'm> sure <laughs> I'll have some comments,
0: but go ahead whatever you want to
1: Yeah. Say. Uh, okay. So um so that but uh, so this didn't happen so the lineage in a sense died, you know, th- th- that was the death of God's lineage because instead of embodying God's word, Adam and Eve embodied Satan's word. So in that sense because they they even though, you know, the heavenly parent has invested so much into into their creation at, at the last minute it was like you know satan came along and grabbed um what what god had invested in stole as it said you know like investing all this um prepared all this uh, all these things this wealth and whatever for the children and then along comes the thief and steals it all um so adam and eve became part of satan's lineage uh part of satan's false blood lineage and yeah. um,
0: well, one thing, if I might interject, since you yeah. invited me, is that, <laughs> you know, it says here that in order to become, for us to become ideal people envisioned by God, that is people ideal character and you create ideal families, we first need to be linked to his lineage. Well, wow. Mm. So take that, you know, the reverse of that. If we're not linked to God's lineage, we can't become the ideal people envisioned by God an ideal character. So this mm-hmm. is such a core point. This is like the core point yep. to connect to God's lineage.
1: Yeah, that's well and to connect to God's lineage is um is is what well, we have to separate from Satan's lineage to begin with. So um just going back a step. Yeah, so to to, to therefore be the embodiment of the word is, is the key to be, is, is the key to remaining part of God's lineage and then multiplying God's lineage. So, so, therefore, by virtue of listening to Satan eat the fruit and not eat the fruit, uh, determine which, which way that God's lineage would go. Well, you know, uh, God's lineage came to an end then, and Satan's lineage took over. So, it was like we, we adopted a new master, we adopted a new father. So, as Jesus said, you are of your father the devil. So, we made blood ties with Satan. Satan yeah. became our father. And um, that's why it says, you know, we are deluded to think that this fallen linear, this fallen world that has blood ties to Satan is, you know, somehow this yeah. is reality.
0: And but actually,
1: based on, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm.
0: Go, go ahead. It's based on relationships. So like the next paragraph talking about only when we're linked to God's lineage is possible apostle Craig, God's homeland and the ideal nation. The kingdom of peace, ideal world established in this way through relationships based on absolute sexual morality. Well, think mm-hmm. about it. If you don't have sex, then the world will perish, right? I mean, not right. obviously in godly, blessed families we're talking about. But anyway, mm-hmm. the world will perish. So how are relationships made? I mean, there are all kinds of relationships. There's, a, But the most fundamental one is a parent-child relationship. And it's right. kind of hard to have that relationship if you don't have a sexual relationship first. So either there's mm-hmm. good sexual relationships or there's bad ones. It's not yep. both, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. and the and it's defined here based on a godly lineage anyway go ahead
1: so yeah, so so what what um what do we infuse into our our blood you know into our blood into our blood ties you know is our blood tie connected to god is it connected to satan by virtue of what's very important is by our practice so um which father refers to also our tradition so we can say, you know, oh, I have Abraham as my father. I have Jesus as my Messiah. I have true you know, true father as my true parent, which is, all, which is all great. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what is my practice? What is my tradition? What am I doing to actually be making, you know, to substantiate the kingdom of heaven on earth? Through- well, a good
0: point. So mm. just saying you have the lineage isn't enough in a sense. Just like no. Adam and Eve had a pure lineage, they exactly. had fallen, but yet mm-hmm. they they didn't keep the commandment.
1: Right. So that's the key point, and this is the key point for all religious people, you know, or, you know, Christians and and Jews and Unificationists, whatever, is that you have to keep the word, you have to keep the commandment, um, and of course, in this this era, we we understand that the fallen man wasn't eating a fruit; it certainly wasn't eating an apple or anything physical, literal like that, but it was, in fact, illicit sex. It was fornication. Uh, you know, Adam and Eve entered into a premature sexual relationship under the guidance and tutelage of their new master and teacher, right. Lucifer, right? Yeah, and you know, so- I'm going
0: to divert just slightly and advertise, but I'm going to do a show on Hunter <laughs> Biden and the whole thing. And the reason it's connected to this, of course, is because he's allegedly has all these terrible pictures on his thing and his abused little girls sexually Mm -hmm. and worse, you know, well, what are we talking about here? Either, you know, you're in a godly lineage or else you have other kind of things happening. Anyway, Mm -hmm. back to the main topic.
1: So if you think, if you think about it initially, um, you know, Adam and Eve, they had the the illicit sexual relationship. They deviated from the word and and God's um, intended path for them. And so from that one mistake, that that veering off course, what happened in the next generation? There was murder, Cain kills Abel. And then by the time we get to Sodom and Gomorrah, I mean, we, we, we're painting a horrendous picture of humanity and um, man's inhumanity to man and the, the type of things that people are doing to each other. So similarly, also for us, we have to be careful. If we deviate from the word, even though, um, on a certain level, we may be leading good lives. But ultimately, as we deviate from that word, we're gonna get further and further away from, from God's ideal. And in generations to come, who knows what could be happening? Who knows what could be the result of that deviation from you know, the God's word, which, it, which, which at this point in time is you know, the eight great sacred texts, which is Father's words.
0: Yeah, and the one and only commandment, to remind our audience if you haven't seen the other shows, Clearly, is God telling Adam-Eve not to use the fruit, which, as you just point out, Stephen, is you know a premature sexual relationship, i.e., sex mm. outside of a marriage blessed by God.
1: Yep, yep, that's correct. So um, that's that's the that's the key point that you know people today need to understand. That's what people throughout the world need to understand that the fallen man was actually a, a illicit sexual premature sexual relationship between. God's children Adam and Eve before they reach maturity and so that's something that needs to be just you know people need to stop you know as of now um, you know having sex outside of marriage um, and so uh, yeah so that's that's something and that's something that you know once people can understand that particular point then they they can actually look forward to the marriage blessing they can look forward to be being forgiven of original sin to have their blood ties to Satan cut and then engrafted into you know the true, the true, true parents, or into back into God's lineage, blood ties of right. God. Right, and
0: in fact, that's the very thing Jesus came to do. Yeah, it didn't happen. Spiritual salvation happened, but mm-hmm. physical salvation did not. Yeah. and if anybody thinks we have physical salvation, I mean, look at our world today. It's definitely not physically saved. I mean, no. But especially look at this actual situation. All, all the things going on, whether mm. it be. You know, homosexuality or all kinds of deviant sexual relationships, and all kinds of things like that.
1: Mm. Well, that's right. That's that's the um, the outward fruit of those actions is is the, is the result of the fall and the initial action of Adam and Eve as teenagers having having sex before they had reached um, perfection, reached before they had become one with God. And for those, you know, especially for Christians who don't kind of get this, it's um, Matthew 5:48. Therefore, you know, you must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So you must be. It was a commandment. You know, um, certainly everyone should be attempting to become one with God, because perfection is the understanding is is completion to be to reach maturity. And so, yeah. Um, so this is, I mean, leading on from this point, I mean, it, okay, talks about yes, you mentioned the parent-child relationship. Um then the the process of restoration to restore Elder sonship um, because god's God's lineage or central lineage would, would come through the Elder son. so that's the, that's the central um so, so from Adams from Adam there was Cain and Enoch and and so on. So that would set up a central lineage or central line. Which um, future generations and so on would defer to would see as being the um, descendants of Adam in the position of uh, a true king, his his bride Eve being a true queen, and uh, that that lineage would would continue on through. So, right. So uh, so, mm.
0: so we're talking that Reverend Moon restored that meaning. You mm. know, he was able to bring about through his life of a phoenix you know going through life and death situations six times that and you know through him and his wife was able to restore that position which we call as unification as true parents meaning a position like Eve would have had had they not fallen reverend did that a great sacrifice for us
1: Right, so that's where he's referring to the thorny path he walked because it was the path of loving, loving one's enemies, so, which is the path God walked. God had to, after the fall, we became God's enemy because now we're part of the lineage of Satan. So God had to love and serve his, his enemy children in order to bring them back to his side, which has you know, been this process throughout history. Um,
0: which is the last point Reverend makes. And a well point, we could be well taken today, is that, you know, although sometimes there can be conflicts and wars, we know there have been many, of course, in the 20th century, we had World War I and two and Korea and Vietnam, I was just reading about that. I have some links, by the way, in the Daily Inspiration today, because the reading we got was about the Vietnam War. So please do check those links out about what happened after the Vietnam War. That's something mm-hmm. we never wanna repeat. You know for, and we see a lot of people thinking how wonderful socialism and communism are today well study about vietnam but anyway the mm-hmm. point is we have to love our enemies reverend moon went to north korea probably the most satanic place on earth and he you know walked hand in hand with kim il sung that would be i mm. believe the grandfather of the current dictator or the great grandfather. anyway i think the grandfather and he you know was received by him and even spoke clearly to him and his disciples Mm -hmm. were like you know about to be in their pants or whatever because they were afraid they might get locked up and never return Mm -hmm. but yet Mm -hmm. they became friends and that's historic my friend that is the way ultimately we will win peace and no it doesn't mean we shouldn't have weapons or whatever but that can Mm -hmm. never be the ultimate solution for peace
1: well no it can't be because the ingredients of the kingdom of heaven is is true love is the um a relationships of true love so you're not going to maintain true love through weapons you know uh, or, or through an armed militia that's not how it's going to be done so yeah that's not that's not the ideal that's that's a rest- restorational restorative situation that we're in we're still in uh, as the kingdom does need to be protected uh and um but but the ultimate uh Solution is in loving the enemy, as Father clearly pointed out, and he said that in fact we cannot become actually part of God's lineage, uh, and we if we do not love, you know, our enemy, um, that's as simple as that. So, in other words, there has to be resemblance to God. To we actually have to resemble God. It's not enough that we just believe in God. So to resemble God means we have to have the right practice, the right the right tradition. And just on that note, I'd just like to read um, something that father said in regards to this uh, just sheds a bit of light on it i'm just gonna make sure i don't lose you but um
0: you can also share it on the screen but otherwise just read uh, it
1: okay uh so this is um father speaking in 2011 one year and five months are left before foundation day when true parents holy wedding will be held I did not hold it yet on the foundation of completing my responsibility. Notice completing my responsibility in God's will. As of now, people did not know true tradition, true blood lineage, and therefore did not resemble true parents. Sons and daughters must resemble their parents. Okay, Mm -hmm. so just carrying on from, uh, this is also 2011, from your responsibility in the era after the coming of heaven. The restoration through indemnity can be accomplished when the things have substantially reversed. I've been working accordingly, but you just insist. I've been a unification church member for 30 years or 50 years. I say tradition, tradition, blood lineage, and resemblance. And without realizing any resemblance, how can you become God's children? And then um, he's spoken. At the, at yeah,
0: and I might interject. Um, And some of uh, our listeners may not know these terms, but here in the unification, we call a neighbored ministry home church. And, you know, Reverend Moon, who we, uh, True Father Reverend Moon, indicated that that is a core responsibility and still is, you know, and you intercede, you love your neighbors. And also the idea about loving your enemy, it's not just a concept the ultimate way to love your enemy is for former enemies to be blessed in marriage. That's literally loving your enemy. If you have a spouse of a different country, a different nationality, race, who any of those, all, all all of the above, then you literally can love them and create children through that. And ultimately that is going to bring peace on earth. Go ahead.
1: Right. Yes. So it's just this, um, Final quote, uh, speaking to Sanjo Huang at the time, he said, which comes first, tradition or blood lineage? So Father X says, it is tradition. Did you know it? Forgetting tradition, you insist the changing of the blood lineage, but that is only at the time of blessing. So in other words, change of blood lineage. Okay, so yes, we've gone through that several times. But but that's just sort of, yeah, a one-off sort of situation, as is the blessing. But what is the tradition that we're establishing after that? What are we doing after we've been blessed? So Father is really emphasizing tradition and practice, because it's through that that we can come to res- resemble God. If we don't resemble God, um, then what's the point?
0: You well, know? exactly. And you know, that reminds us <laughs> James. I believe it's three, five one of my favorite bible verses even uh, always has been since i was yep. a teen faith without works is dead
1: okay uh, okay yeah J- james two twelve. okay in, wrong it verse. might be a, it could be in chapter three as well but i just know more familiar 2,
0: 12. okay 2, 12 yeah i'd say is like, fa- yeah there
1: I, I quoted a lot so <laughs> yeah that's right faith without works is dead and um I mean, otherwise, what was the meaning of the commandment? I mean, that in itself was a was a case of works. There was a that was a tradition that Adam and Eve were meant to set up in their in their lifetime, um, well, especially in that that window uh, prior to uh, the um, completing completing their perfection and prior to their holy blessing. So, um, so yeah, with, with lineages, is also we need to understand because we know Adam and Eve were sinless. And they were they were, they were were more sinless than if there's such a thing. It's like saying you're more wet than somebody else, but um, you know, in the swimming pool, but they, they, they were sinless, there's no fallen history. There was nothing prior to their birth, but they still sit by who setting the wrong tradition, the wrong practice, they fell and they created hell on earth. So, you know, everyone needs to, you know, to wake up to this point as uh, John the Baptist said about, um, the, uh, the Jews, you know, um, you could say, you claim Abraham as your father, but out of these stones, God can raise up children to Abraham, you know, it's a, it's a, that's the meaning of it. It's, it's like, don't think just because you know, you've been circumcised, you know, don't think because you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that it's all done and dusted and suddenly, you know, you're saved. No, you're not saved, not saved until you resemble God. You know, until you're one with God, that's full salvation because that was God's original purpose in the first place. So you can't have a kind of a, a Clayton salvation where you, where, where you still sin and still do all sorts of bad stuff and you don't resemble God in terms of, of God's heart and right. God's ability to love other people.
0: And that would be part one in this series, by the way. That's the first part mentioned or talked about some in the first part of this
1: speech. Yeah, so it's all in, Yeah. So it's kind of, it's all interconnected and um, just, to, you know, giving an overview of the um, the message itself. So, yeah. I mean, it's, there's key points, you know, that Father makes all throughout this peace messages and and his public addresses. He kind of covers, the you know, the, the principle of creation, the fall of man and restoration leading up to the, the, the coming of the true yeah. father, the true parent.
0: The had four, 14 children <laughs> and so he successfully completed his mission.
1: Yeah, oh, uh, well, that's right, and of course, and then he be- that be- that was bequeathed to us through the foundation day blessing, so yes. that we ourselves could come and stand in the position of true parents. So therefore, that success or that victory was was passed on to us, so so that we can stand in that position of of true parents ourselves. Right.
0: So <laughs> yeah. So I mean, part I would say, and perhaps we'll talk more about this, but part of the reason things are so crazy now is because. Reverend has proclaimed that, you know, we did reach a D-Day, Foundation Day, which was January 13th, 2013. But it seems, I mean, this is just my um, conjecture, so take it as you will. It seems to me that that was delayed until about January 13th, 2020. And on that day, interestingly, the first COVID case was announced in the U.S., and the Thousands of mothers, mostly mothers, and other people in New Jersey defeated the very wicked um, attempt to remove, like, the uh, vaccination exemptions in New Jersey. And those both happened, interestingly, on January 13th, 2020. But regardless, things are definitely happening that are very unexpected, any way you look at it.
1: Mm. Yeah, it it is a time of turmoil and upheaval and... uh, and it's a bit like you know when the when the tide comes in and uh, or when the uh, the river hits the 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 shoreline, there's a, there's turmoil and sort of um, the water's bubbling and frothing and and things are sort of happening in that in that uh, in that space. So that's the time we're in. And you know, given that also uh, the Lord of Second Advent didn't come to be rejected, didn't come to be persecuted, it uh, doesn't help the fact that you know that humanity as a whole did not welcome the Lord of the second advent and th- which meant he had to embark on this thorny path that he did embark upon it- instead of being welcomed and received by those Christian groups who God had raised up and prepared to welcome the Lord of the second advent. Yes, So people, we're living in a, in an era of um, struggle and suffering be- because of th- that reality. And in fact, you know, the reality was for, um, when, the Jesus, when, when Jesus was rejected by the Jews, then the, as Jesus said, not one stone will be left upon another. Women of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for your children, and you do not know the time of your visitation. So by 70 AD, the Romans uh, had sacked Jerusalem and begun the destruction of the temple, and the diaspora began. So, you know, arguably, you could say, following that pattern, the same thing should happen to Christianity, but, but, because it's the third attempt for God to establish his kingdom and Satan cannot uh, not invade the third level, the third attempt, then victory will come. But, you know, they, it will be at a cost, at a price and, um, you know, further suffering for, for
0: people. It will, will come.
1: But yeah. it will come. It, I mean, in a in sense, it has And we have
0: to do our responsibility, obviously,
1: but it will mm. come. So, yeah. you know. So the responsibility is also a collective responsibility. You know, um, you know, it's not just you know up to you know unificationists. It's up to all people to do their responsibility. And there is an opportunity now for you know especially Christians to get on board to to recognise um, that they made that they made a big mistake. But given you know given how God is working, given that pe- people are due to the big shakeup, due to the COVID virus and due to a lot of other things, they're now starting to think more deeply about their faith and which will put them in good stead to be able to welcome, you know, true father. Whereas previously, they just poo-pooed it and um, were very comfortable in their, in their reality that they were, you know, existing in. But that reality has been shook big time. So that with that shake up, when the, as uh, when the heat comes on, people see the light. True. Yeah. I, uh, true, true,
0: very so, good. Well, I think we've covered most everything there. I mean, you know, at least the summary right. of it.
1: Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's good. And, um, <clears throat> I think, you know, the takeaway is, is that, um, uh, the lineage has been established, but now we have to have the right tradition, right practice in order that we can resemble our heavenly parent as a yeah, parents- yes. relationship. Yeah
0: and we should mm-hmm. practice absolute sexual ethics we should abstain yeah. from sex before marriage so if you're hearing this you say oh my gosh you messed up well, okay we'll do it from now on and be absolutely yeah. faithful in marriage and then you can find out more and about and mm. it's introduced in this speech in the subsequent sections about the marriage blessing and receive that yourself
1: well that's right there's so there's a process of restoration of you know centering on forgiveness of of the original sin and so that people can make a new beginning and uh, make a connection to and being grafted into God's substantial you know substantial lineage not just a spiritual not a spiritual lineage just actual f- spiritual and physical lineage of, of God and then yes. on that foundation you know then we have to keep the word keep the commandment and fulfill our portion of responsibility uh, as God's sons and daughters which is why you know, father gave us tribal messiahship work to do
0: yes absolutely so mm. if you like this show today do share it with your friends um you'll find it you can uh, see it on youtube but also you can find it on your favorite podcast platform pretty much anyone like stitcher or you know any i i uh, tunes etc S- so i do uh, very much appreciate you uh, joining any closing thoughts steven that's vote, for the
1: right, vote for the right guy.
0: <laughs> vote for the right. Do vote on the third. I'm voting for President Trump. I don't mind yeah, showing my true colors. I love President Trump. He's a great man. We're I'm going to be doing a couple shows about that specifically uh, this Friday, yeah. Saturday, and the next. So you can tune in for those. But, yes, I mean, think about who's more towards God's side. I'm not going to get into all that right now, but definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's we thank you very much for listening today. And do share, as I said, I am your host, Richard Urban, coming to you from the historic Harper's Prairie. Do be blessed. And we will see you next time. And also thank you very much, Stephen Downward, for joining us from New Zealand today. And see you next time. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Richard. Bye.